Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 212 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, in this episode, not that much news to go over regarding the Kings. Um, basically, the dust ha- we're waiting for the dust to completely settle on the Donovan Mitchell stuff. But other than, yeah, so basically it's going to take probably a little bit more time for anything to happen. But until then, uh, there's been very minor news. So in this episode, we're going to actually do the quiz uh, that I ha- originally had prepared for last week's uh, episode. So we'll do that quiz. And then we'll also talk a little bit uh, a little bit about wrestling. Now, there's, there's some stuff that happened there. And you did, know, uh, for you, uh, I guess, I almost said eagle-eyed listeners, but uh, I guess rabbit-eared listeners, you'll have noticed that I said we, that, which means that Fong is indeed here. Hello. Yeah, I will not be quizzing myself. I don't know how that will work, but yes, I uh, Fong will be the quiz taker. I will be the quiz master. And yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. But just before we get into the quiz and AEW, we're going to quickly kind of get these housekeeping notes out the way. So um, a report came out. I I don't even remember where it came out from. I think it was Brian, uh, I think it was Brian Windhorse of ESPN. He said the Kings showed interest in Jordan Clarkson. Now I had a, I had thoughts um, when I heard this report, uh, but I would like to get yours first. What were what are your thoughts about the Kings getting Jordan Clarkson? Uh, I don't know to be honest. It's like I think we should be developing whatever we have now into the team that we would like to have, and I know Jordan Clarkson is, I guess you can say, quote unquote, good bench player i guess i don't think he would be starting for sure he'd be the sixth man but i mean he i don't know he i mean he's okay in my opinion like how old is he now 30 something oh no he's in his 20s he's probably like in his mid-20s he's not that old he isn't oh no he's he's dirty he's dirty yeah he's dirty really he must have came in really old, old or something. I I would not have guessed he was thirty. Wow, really? Yeah, I remember he was. I mean, not like old, old, but he's, you know, getting there. But yeah, to be honest, I am not too interested. Well, learn something new every day. Jordan Clarkson is thirty. That's a that, that came. That's a surprise. He he's older than Buddy Hield, actually. Wow, but uh. Um, but, well, I, my first thought was like originally when people were clamoring to sign Malik Monk, I was thinking like we already have Terrence Davis. He kind of fills that fills that Malik Monk role. But there was, you know, like looking back, you like I can talk myself into, you know, there was a little bit of room for like in case like TD doesn't work out, you now have essentially another person that could go off off the bench. And so, like, you can talk me into, like, getting – you. I talk myself into getting into the Malik Monk signing being good. But if you're adding Jordan Clarkson to all this, that's just overkill. You already have too many guards, I think, as it is. Like, you're going to have to put, get minutes to Jordan Clarkson because of his contract, and, you know, he's going to expect minutes on this team. There's not going to be – I don't think there's going to be enough room for him. And, you know – Sure, like you can add, ta- like you could. When you're the Kings, you need talent, and Jordan Clarkson is a talented player. But that is overkill if we are actually trying to go for Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Also, 
what will we trade for him too? It's I don't, so <laughs> I don't know like, what's his worth to be honest. So from what I heard, like he might be going for two seconds. Like that's that's actually not bad. Okay. We're sure as hell not giving a uh uh what's it called a pick a first round pick for him, especially if you're the Kings. You're not giving a first round pick for Clarkson. Yeah, um, Kings draft picks are just too valuable that way. So it would probably be two picks and then probably a player going back. Although his contract might be a little tricky, you might need to like do TD, um, TD Lyles and uh, Alex Len to get to the uh, salary number. But I haven't actually done the math on that because I am not interested in this deal. Yeah, you already said three guys, and you know. I like a couple of guys, those guys, to be honest, to be staying here for a little while longer. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, how long, how much longer is Jordan Clarkson's uh, contract? Probably another couple of years. So I believe it's this year and a player option for next year. So, yeah, he may be gone by the time of next season then. Well, yeah, I guess, but at the same time, I, I, it's the same thing. It's, you don't really need a guy. I mean, again, talent wins the day, but it's a little, it's too much talent at one position. And kind, they all kind of do the same thing in that they score and don't really play defense. Terrence Davis is the best defender out of that group, and he's not exactly great. So, like, somebody needs to play defense, as I've always said. Jordan Clarkson ain't it, and I think you've got enough firepower now. I like I again, talent wins the day, but it's a little bit too much in one way. Yeah, I mean, this is only like one rumor. How um, hopefully many to come because I don't know what other rumors there are in terms of trades. Like the only other guy I'm like remotely interested in is is Jared Vanderbilt because like he's a wing, like mm-hmm. he's he's a defensive player, but like. You know, he's a very offensively limited, but, you know, I think you can, you know, I think you can sacrifice a little offense now just because you, you got you got enough guys that I think you can space the floor basically at all times. Um, but, you know, thinking more about it, like Rashawn's kind of a version of him. So I, I don't I don't know. Like, that's the only guy I'm interested in on the uh, on the on the jazz now. But like, yeah, let's see what else kind of pops up. You never know, like someone just becomes available for some reason. Mm. Yeah, let's hope so. Okay. Uh, the other housekeeping thing, uh, NBA 2K ratings came out. Uh, so we looked at, you know, the Kings ratings and they, all, they actually released all of them. So I thought that was actually pretty interesting. So Sabonis, so uh, 86 overall. And De'Aaron, an 84. Um so and uh yeah a 72 three-point rating that's interesting uh mm-hmm. so bonus is a 74 that's also very interesting uh harrison okay. barnes an 80 and then it drops off to davion 77 and kevin herder 76 and then malik Monk 36 or 76 and terrence davis 76 rashawn holmes disappointingly 75 the same as trey lyles and chemezi betu 75 too huh Okay. <laughs> I imagine it's going to go up during the season. But I thought that was interesting. But what what are your thoughts on, say, um, Sabonis being 86 and De'Aaron being 84? I feel like I'm pretty sure this is based off of, you know, last season's performance, right? Correct. So, yeah, it's, it's a little low 
compared to what we've seen in you know the very few games that they did play in. So I'm expecting you know throughout the season they'll update these stats, but yeah, those three point um, ratings are a little, little interesting <laughs> to be honest. Who would you say is the best three point shooter on the team as of right now? Yes. I would want to. I would want to say it's either Kevin Herter or Malik Monk. Uh you. I mean, they're the sec. They're the second and third. Number one, Harrison Barnes. Hmm. I think that's a little off, honestly. But like, yeah. Harrison did shoot thirty nine percent. Like, I mean, it it is a very good number. So I thought I thought it was interesting. Two K ratings. I don't think overall mean much. And let's be honest, probably didn't watch the Kings. Thing. Like, why would you? Uh, I think De'Aaron's right, honestly, right where he's at. 84 is about fair. Like, 85 would probably be where I would just give him an extra point, just 85 for the sake of raising him to 85. And 86 sounds like where Sabonis is. Like, maybe an 87, but, like, that's right where he is. And then, yeah, the rest of the bench, I think, should be a little higher. But, honestly, if they were a little higher, Kings would be a playoff team. Yeah. So, so far, according to this website, it's like, what? A 79 overall tier two they consider this a tier two team interesting let's also remember i think it was 2k16 uh the kings were a top six team mm. yeah the kings have a way of just somehow fucking things up i don't know how they do it and uh, by the way the rashad holmes rating is getting more disrespectful by the minute he's a he's a good 79 but he had a really bad year last year yeah, these uh, dunk ratings, too, are a little interesting as well. I mean, then again, now that I think about it, we don't really have a dunkers in our team. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, the Malik Mong is a really good dunker. Like, yeah, him and De'Aaron having the same, they're about, they're actually pre- both pretty good dunkers. Uh, Harrison having an 81, like, uh, no, he's, he's, a, he's <laughs> about a 60, honestly, at this point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so overall, I thought, if, you know what, fair enough. Like I, it's it is what it is. Don't take too much into um into two K ratings, and you know if they are better than what their rating is, you got to prove it out on the floor. Mm-hmm. It'll also be pretty interesting to see when uh, Keegan Murray's uh rating will come out during the season. I want to say I thought I thought I saw somewhere he was around a seventy five or seventy six. Uh, I mean that is just a starting number for now. Yeah, and rookies tend to not be high at all, just because like they like the creators don't really know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, just a quick note. Uh, Russell Westbrook being a seventy, I think a seventy-seven or a seventy-eight, and Pat <laughs> Bev being a seventy-nine, like that's some disrespectful shit. I'll just, I'll just, I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that that that's a bit mean. I think, I think Russ is at eighty. It had a really bad year though. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I thought that was just funny, so just had to throw that in. Yeah, that, yeah that's pretty funny. Pat Bev seventy nine. Pat Jeez. Bev is a seventy nine. I would expect oh, just a tidbit, like maybe around the seventy seven, seventy six. But wow, okay. Did you also hear what he said? I, I hope this is a fake quote, uh, but I saw on Twitter that he says, "Oh, like, I think he said something along the lines of LeBron. LeBron needs to listen to me. I made the playoffs last year." Yeah. I am looking forward to LeBron choking him out in practice at one point. Mm-hmm. This is a reported, a reported assault in 
in, in Laker <laughs> practice. Like it, it, it's Pat Bev, I, I love the attitude. That shit ain't gonna work. Like that better be a gimmick <laughs> or LeBron or Anthony Davis. Somebody gonna whip his ass. Yeah, I mean, how many rings does Patrick Beverly have? Like, let, let's not even get to that. Yeah, like, so uh, again, like, if he's re- if he's really gonna talk to LeBron like that, like, it, it's so you don't you didn't watch the original Game of Thrones, and I hate to keep bringing up Game of Thrones, but like that tie, like LeBron is tied with Lannister. You don't go up to him like that, but you don't talk to him like that. So I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying, like, don't be surprised if like you know. Pat Bev is just out for five games for no reason. <laughs> just a uh, ankle soreness. <laughs> yeah, just some sort. I don't know, head soreness, something. Uh. All right, this is what I've been waiting for, what Fong's been waiting for, and hopefully that's what you've been waiting for as well, the listener. All right, it's time for the quiz. Okay, uh, same rules as before. Um, each question will just be one point. It's all or nothing. I'm not going to give you any partial credit or anything. Right. Um, there is one question I'll give you a bonus point if you get it right. Uh-huh. But other than that, yes, you basically, if you score more than three points, I'll get, get you a gift. I, I don't know, something. <laughs> I'm ne- I'll never throw it. I'll never, like, get that part out. Um, so... Anyways, uh, so there are one, two, three, four, five, six questions. Uh, pick a number between one through six. And if you're wondering, the listener, uh, the theme is kings. Yeah, and I just figured out the <laughs> the topic like literally like what twenty minutes ago. So mm-hmm. kind of, kind of rusty in kings history right now. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's go with number six. Number six. Okay, the Kings were terrible on in defense last year, but what doesn't get mentioned, I feel, as much is that they were also awful on offense. Now, one of the biggest reasons for that is because they didn't have a lot of three-point shooting. They only had one guy. Well, they technically had three guys, but the one, the two guys were uh, two of the guys that shot uh, over forty percent were Rashawn Holmes and uh, Tristan Thompson, you know, not very known for their three-point shooting. The only guy that was above 40% was Tyrese, and he doesn't take that many threes. So, yeah, they didn't have a lot of shooting. Buddy Heald had, had an off year. So, the, basically, they were ranked 24th in three-point percentage the year uh, last year. Now, the question is... I want you to name the the six the six teams that were worse than them in three point shooting. Six teams, and you know, uh, and I'll I'll give you a little bit a little bit of help because there are many teams. They're all they were all tanking teams basically, with the exception of uh, with the exception of one which actually made the playoffs, which is pretty incredible. Uh, let's go with Houston as one. That is actually not one. Oh, Ari, <laughs> right Ari off, screwed up right off the bat. Okay, well, if you want to just have a little fun, just try to name some teams, and I'll I'll give you a yes or a no. Uh, let's see who else is tanking. OKC. Hey, OKC was number thirty. Number dirty. Okay, so that's within. <laughs> that is so any basically 25 or, 25 or above is what I'm looking for. Let's see. 
there's there, remember there is one playoff team and there is one team that technically wasn't tanking but like they they it's a tough one to get they weren't tanking but they didn't make the playoffs uh orlando orlando is 28 mm. by the way i didn't i didn't mention houston was 21st which is actually pretty high Oh, really? What the heck? Yeah, now if they only played a shred of defense, that'd be great. But, you know, yeah, so that was interesting to me. Uh, let me... There's one team I cannot find on there. There, there, there. Wow, really? Interesting. Who else is tanking? <laughs> Detroit? Detroit was 29. So, yeah. Oh, geez. The, th- the three worst teams <laughs> pretty much all lined up right there. Yeah, not Houston? Though, uh, Houston was 21st, which like that it, they have the three point shooter. Jalen Green can shoot, not a great at it. Kevin Porter Jr. can shoot. Um, Christian Wood is a good shooter, so they have chuckers. Yeah, I thought they do their tank and they wouldn't shoot that well, though. <laughs> it, it's uh, not a great correlation, but there is a there is a correlation between three point shooting and just winning games because mm. you look at you look at a lot of the teams, most of the good teams shot well from three. Hmm. Well, Kings is one. Well, no, I said twenty-five or above, twenty-five or beyond, twenty-five or lower. It is oh. is what uh, I was l- looking for. Yes, uh, the Kings are it's twenty-fourth at thirty-four point four percent. I guess you could say these last three are well these lot two of these are really hard to get so if you can get just one more i'll just tell you the other two indiana indiana is 25 yes that's a good one do you want me to just give you the other two it's gonna be really hard to get these two Hmm. let me try one more uh How is t- Toronto? You're actually not that far off. Toronto was number 20, 20th. Okay. They were not they were not a good three-point shoot shooting team. And this is actually where the where it starts to kind of break off where you see like just I just said there's a correlation, but this is kind of where it you know bucks the trend a little bit because yeah, they were 20th in three-point shooting and Dallas number 19th. Uh, won 52 games despite only shooting less than average uh, from three. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> all right. And so, let's see. I'm missing two teams, you said? You're missing two teams. Uh, I don't even know. You know, if you can get these two teams, I'll give you three tries. If you can get these two teams, I'll give I'll give you the point. Uh gosh. Who else did I say? I guess you could can you consider the Lakers? Yeah, you, you're so you're actually really close. The Lakers are not it. They're number 22. Dang, really? Uh ooh. And again, one of them is a playoff team. 
and the other one did not. They didn't make the playoff, but they definitely did not try to tank. I'm trying to think of who, though. Can't be Minnesota because yeah. Miss, I feel like Minnesota would have a pretty high percentage. Uh, let me check. Yeah, they're pretty high up. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't the, say to be fair, they're like if you look at the percentages, it's actually not that far off. Like, I mean, y- yes, there's a correlation, but like it's by like one, it's like by 0.2%, 0.3%. It's not a oh, crazy difference. I see. So you, you, they like a few missed threes could actually like slide you up or down this list pretty badly. Trying to think of bad shooting teams. Can't how about Pelicans? Ah, Pelicans is one number twenty-seven. They'll, that, they're the team that made the playoffs. Granted, they made it through the play-in, so it's not exactly like you know the most traditional way. But yes, they were a very bad three-point shooting team, but they made the playoffs. Let's see. Do I get a hint for the last one? Uh, I'll give you okay. Uh, Eastern Conference. This is your last chance, by the way. You, you gotta, you gotta get this one. Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference. Gosh. I'm going to say Wizards. Wow, you got it. It is the Wizards. It is. Oh. Yes, the Wizards were number 26th in three-point shooting. Yeah, they, they did not try to tank. Although you can argue they tried to because like they sat out Bradley Beal, but he had wrist surgery, if I remember right. So... Maybe they tried to say, maybe they didn't, but yes, uh, it is the Washington Wizards. They were number 26. Yeah, I remember you were mentioning that it was a playoff team, but... (laughs) Or it wasn't a playoff team, but like they they didn't make the playoffs if they weren't tanking. I I was hoping you would say the Knicks, but the Knicks, believe it or not, number 13th in three-point shooting, despite not really having that many shooters. I think Evan Fournier is the only one that's keeping kicking that uh, percentage up. And maybe Kemba, too. That's weird. I, I didn't even think of the Knicks at first. And, oh. <laughs> and also, if you're wondering, Timberwolves number 12. Really? Yeah, they they have shooters. Like, you know, D.A. Dilo is a good shooter. Um, Carl Cat um, is a good shooter. Um, yeah. Edwards can get really hot. And they have Malik Beasley. I think that was like their designated shooter. Mm. And Pat Bev, I remember, shot a pretty good percentage um, last year, so... Yeah. That sounds pretty high up in the rankings, though. Uh, again, like literally by point, 0.5 percent could literally move you up like three, four spots. I see. So I it's, see. it's a it's a huge like it's a weird margin. Um, OK. All right. And the next question, you have one point so far. Uh, let's go with number two. Number two. OK. Rank these rank these oh. five Kings players from youngest to oldest. Shemezi Metu, uh-huh. Malik Monk, Trey Lyles, Kevin Herter, and Terrence Davis. Rank if you need me to repeat these names, let me know. But yeah, rank gonna, rank these players from from youngest to oldest. I'm gonna need a repeat. Shemezi Metu, uh-huh. Malik Monk, Trey Lyles, Kevin Herter, and Terrence Davis. Kevin Herter. And Terrence Davis is the last one. Mm-hmm. You might want to write this one out too. Yeah, let me type it out real quick. 
I'll give you two tries to get it right. TD, Kevin Herter, Trey, Trey Lyles, Lyles, Malik Monk, Malik Monk and Metu. I'm going to assume Metu is pretty young. Same with Malik Monk. I think. Ooh. This was a hard one because they're all pretty close. That it's it's tough. Oh, that's that, yeah. That makes it worse. Okay, I'm gonna make Malik Monk the youngest. You got to give me the full list uh, okay. before I before I accept anything. Ooh, Kevin Hurd. When did he get drafted? Jesus. Terrence Davis. I want to say Terrence Davis is pretty old. And Trey Wiles, I think, is pretty old too. I'm going to go with Malik Monk, Kevin Herter. Oh, man, this one's a tough one between TD and Trey Wiles. Don't forget Mets was in there too. So. Oh my gosh. That's who oh man, I don't know. Okay, so Week Monk, Kevin Herter, Metu, Terrence Davis, Trey Lyles. Uh that is incorrect. Oh wow, what's what's the order? Yeah, you got one more try. Oh gosh, which uh, one? Hey, I'll, I'll help you out here. You only got one right. Really? Oh no! Are you gonna say which one? <laughs> no, you 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 can figure that out. Gosh, we're gonna be here for a while. I'm uh, I'm gonna stay stay say that Malik Monk is the youngest. I think. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm not gonna help you out. You're on your own for this one. <laughs> Wait, one one is still wrong. No, no, you only got one right. One right. Okay, that makes that makes me kind of second guess. This is, this is the beauty of this game. By the way, this is not the only rank. <laughs> this is not the only rank. Uh, question here. So you're going to be in for a lot of fun here. Okay. Let me switch it up. I st- okay. It has to be then Kevin Herter, Malik Monk. Oh, shoot. I already forgot what I said before. Kevin Herter, Malik Monk. You said Monk. Kevin Herter, Malik Monk. No, I meant like before. I said like Malik Monk, Kevin Herter, TD, Metu, Trey Miles, I think. Okay, so confirm your final one. You said Malik Monk, Kevin Herter, Terrence Davis, Chemezi Metu, and Trey Lyles. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm trying to figure out because I only got one of them right. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna assume Trey Wiles is the oldest then, so I'm gonna go with this: Kevin Herter, Malik Monk, Matthew TD, Trey Wiles. 
Oh, you second, you second guessed yourself on that one. You you got four out of five. So unfortunately, no. you, will, you will not get the point. This is how close you were. Kevin Herter, Malik Monk, Terrence Davis, oh. Chemezi Metsu, Trey Lyles. And Terrence Davis and Chemezi Metsu are actually the same age, but uh, Terrence Davis is younger by a few months. Same thing with Kevin Herter and Malik Monk. They're both 24, but they're like, I think, six months apart, I think. And yeah, yes, Trey Lyles is the oldest. Dang. Yeah, the reason why I switched it around because I, only one of them was correct. And I knew it was either Weak Monk or Trey Lyles that should have been, you know, either the youngest or oldest. But well, that's the ironic thing. You switched Malik to number two, which was correct. Yeah. But yes, Trey Lyles is like, the oldest. Like I I knew Trey Lyles is old, wait, old. Compared to you know the other four, and I, I'm kind of questioning Week Monk's age compared to like the other few, I guess. Yeah, this one was a tough one, but I purposely made it that way because, of course, I didn't want to do like say, oh, who, who, you know, put Harrison Barnes in, here <laughs> you know, he's he's clearly thirty. There's no, there's nothing to really, you know, guess about that. Let's see, how old is Trey Wiles? He's twenty six. Oh he's geez, actually, that's, that's he's actually pretty a few, young. Yeah, he's actually uh he's actually he's actually older than me. So yeah, so there there we go. He is he is an old man. Okay, luckily I chose Trey Wows as my one and only <laughs> correct one. Yeah, so unfortunately for you, no point, but great, great try here. Okay. <laughs> All right, pick a third question. Let's see. I said you said two and six so far. So let's go with four then. Four. Okay. Uh, and I just said uh, there were ranking questions. This is another ranking question. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So no real intro. Just rank these Kings players in order of threes made in their career. So, okay. So, okay. So I'm going to give you five names and you just name them from one through five. Let me pull out my <laughs> notepad to write them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Page Mm-hmm. Mike Bibby. Okay. Buddy Heel. Okay. Mitch Richmond. Uh-huh. Francisco Garcia. Francisco Garcia. Jeez. Put these players in order of threes made. Oh boy. All time threes made. God, I, I'm pretty sure Buddy's number one. Should we want me to go from highest to lowest or lowest uh, uh, to highest? Yes, uh, so highest to lowest. So I want you to give basically put them in order for me. Uh, let's see. I would say Buddy, Peja, Mike Bibby, Mitch Richmond and Francisco Garcia, who I don't know, to be honest. Okay, so you did not get it right. You're very close. I'll give you that. So um, basically, you, you have one more try. Same rules as before. You get two tries. Are you going to say how many I got <laughs> or no? I'm not going to say how many you got. You're very close. Hmm. I don't even remember who Francisco Garcia is. Okay, I know for sure it's Buddy. Then Peja for sure. 
I'll, I'll just swap around. So Buddy Heald, Peja, Mitch Richmond, Mike Bibby, then Francisco Garcia. Wrong. That is absolutely correct. Yes, it is Buddy oh, Heald, Peja Stoyakovich, Mitch Richmond, Mike Bibby, and Francisco Garcia. And there is a huge gap between uh, Mike Bibby and Francisco Garcia. But yes, Francisco Garcia is the fifth has the fifth most made threes in Kings history. So so who is Francisco Garcia? He was a veteran kind of during like at the late 2000s and like during kind of the boogie era. Hmm. Yeah, I don't even remember him then. He was like, he was like an older player. He was like the, the vet for kind of like the boogie era. Um, so yeah. Okay, yeah, so you you have scored three points now, so I, I guess I will buy you a gift. Uh, I'll have to figure out what Wait, to get you. But, did uh, I? Yeah, that's three points. Oh, really? no, that's two points. No, that's two points. No, no. I was like, wait. I lied. I mean, I lied. I lied. That's, that's two points. Maybe I shouldn't have said it. No, I ain't got to buy you shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> Unless you get one of these questions right. Uh, one more question right. So, all right. So you are now, you now have two points. Good job on this question. I was not expecting you to get all of them, but... All right, pick a number from pick a number that is one, three, and four. Or yeah, one, three, and four. No, one, no, three. one, one, three, and five. Sorry. One, three, okay. five. Let's go with five. Five. Okay. Uh the Kings have a shoddy history uh in the draft, to put it lightly. This is kind of shown when you go through the box plus minus uh of and win shares per 48 of the uh, king's draft picks now box box plus minus is like a more sophisticated like you know plus minus metric basically that you see in a box score yeah uh, win shares per 48 is basically like kind of measuring how many wins that individual player adds to a team but uh-huh. but like for example i think Jokic is one of the one of the highest win shares per 48 player he has like 13 so like that's like the highest. So like a normal role player has like point point one uh-huh. or something. It, it's not a very high number, is what I'm trying to get at. So, um, so I decided to just sort these players, the the Kings draft picks, uh, ever since 2010, all the way to 2022. There are 28 Kings draft picks. I want you to just give me a number, and you just have to get within two. Of this number okay oh okay so for example if the answer is eight you have to get between six you have to get a you have to like get a number between six and ten does that make sense yeah <laughs> okay okay so ba- basically you just got to give me a number and i'll give you two tries like before so uh-huh. how many so the question is how many draft picks the kings have made since 2010 have a positive plus minus out of 28 players. Ooh, 28 players since 2010. Mm-hmm. How many of them have a positive plus minus, box plus minus? Since 2010, that's, I feel like there's not many to be honest. I'm going to start with four. Okay, you didn't get it right, but it is within the margin. It is five. They've only oh. had five players in positive plus minus. And like, if you're wondering, De'Aaron is like 0.01. So he's barely made it. Jeez, it's, okay. <laughs> it's, a, it, it's, it's rough. 
How okay? Well, you get the you get the point there. So I will be I will be getting something. So finally, you do get the gift. Oh, okay. However, <laughs> however, oh. this is this was amazing when I actually sorted it out, and I just want to put this as a bonus point. Who is okay. number one on that list? Oh God, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess is either maybe Tyrese. Or oh, I, I, I thought you okay. You are coming. Okay. Go, oh, am I correct? Other, no, no. Who's the other one? Because like you said, you said uh, either. So I was, I was hope, I was expecting you to say another person. I'm, I'm trying to think of another person, but I can't really. I don't think it is not Tyrese. So oh, it's not Tyrese. Um, Tyrese is I, like number three, I think. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll say two more players and just say yes or no. But uh, Davion. Oh, no, he, he's, you he, he, know, he's actually pretty damn far down, unfortunately. Pretty far down. Okay, yeah. Boogie. Uh, Boogie is number two. Oh, my goodness, really? Uh, Just, okay, so uh, Tyrese, amazingly enough, is number, is number six. Oh. So, yeah, the plus, oh, hold on, let me actually resort it. I, I had something else on, sorry. What? No, 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 no. Okay, large is the smallest. Yeah, Tyrese is number four. Sorry. Um, okay. Number three is Isaiah Thomas. Number two is Demarcus Cousins. I'll wow. Give you, uh, you won't get a point if you get guess this right. I'll give you one more guess. Trying to remember who else was drafted during those times. Um, if you're wondering, this is kind of why the, the this is why like box plus minus can be a little shoddy. Why any one metric can be just really weird uh-huh Davion is number 21 out of 28 oh cool okay yeah not, not great i'm gonna assume this player got traded or like moved out and his plus minus got better elsewhere maybe um i'm just gonna i'm trying to figure out who in my mind uh, gosh, Buddy healed. <laughs> but but Buddy wasn't drafted by the Kings, so he's actually not on this list. Oh, I see. Uh, it, is, it is not Buddy. It is it is the mascot for this for this podcast. It's Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> Really, and not only leads the leads the Kings in box plus minus, leads in win shares too. So, yeah. So the the best player the Kings have drafted since 2010 in the 2010 draft, Hassan Whiteside. Really, jeez, it is, it is Hassan Whiteside. Gosh, I mean, he's been in a lot of I mean, winning teams, but well, no. Here's the here's the really dumb thing about him. He is a guy that is he his numbers always look great and even the advanced numbers make him look really good but of course if you watch the game like yours is what the fuck is this guy doing out there yeah the thing is as soon as he like you know starts to do the bad Hassan stuff teams usually bench him so he usually kind of like doesn't suffer like you know just being out there for too long he he's also one of those guys that a lot of teams like just don't have an answer for if they you know if they're just too small 
So mm-hmm. it, it's he's just one of those guys that just has really great advanced numbers, no matter what. Ah, boy. So, I yes, see. Hassan so. Whiteside, number one in box plus minus, and number one in win shares per 48 in Kings in the for the Kings in the last 12 years. So where where's Buddy at again? Uh Buddy's not on this list, so I actually don't. Oh, know. That, that's right. I, I forgot he wasn't drafted by us. Yeah. Uh, um, Marvin Bagley, um, really quickly, is number 10 on this list. Darren oh. Fox is number f- six. Oh, okay. That's not bad. But still, he has a pretty borderline-looking uh, number there. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been on bad teams. Um, of course, like, he is the star. He should be able to fit, turn this team around. But, unfortunately, he just hasn't been able to. Um, so, his numbers suffer because of that. Yep. We shall see if it'll go up. All right. Pick a number between one and three. Or just let's pick go. these two numbers. Let's go with one, then. <laughs> Doug Christie was a very important piece during the early 2000s Kings, which means he was pretty well compensated for. So I want you to give me a number of what you think he made during the 2002-2003 season. What was his salary for that one year? And kind of same rules. Uh, just give me a number, and it has to be two million within the margin. Let's see. Uh, so, I'm not, so I'm not oh. asking. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm not asking for like the full contract, just for that one year. You said two thousand two ten. So I, I'm just gonna assume around ten because I don't I don't follow the king's salary at the time. Ten. Uh, it is not ten. One more try. Mm, this is the this is a problem now. It's either higher or lower. <laughs> I know so many choices. Um, so you know. So so we're doing the plus or minus two of that 10, right? You know what? Since you it's on your second try, I'm not gonna give you know what you 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 have to get within you have to get closer to just two i'll give you a one million dollar margin because oh. since i already give you a first try i feel like you it'd be very easy for you to get this if i give you the two to two million dollar margin mm. okay if that's the case i'm gonna go low then eight now, if I gave you the $2 million margin, you would have actually gotten this point. But unfortunately, you're just a little too high. His salary was $6.2 million during the season. Jeez. And this was, a, this was the interesting uh, tidbit. He signed a seven-year $48 million contract, apparently. Um, so we don't get those kinds of contracts anymore, the seven-year, I mean. Apparently, the Spurs tried to try to actually steal him away by offering him six years, $45 million. But the Kings upped the ante and paid and got him a $48 million contract over seven years. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I thought that was kind of interesting, just the fact that it's a, a seven-year contract. Yeah, it's pretty unheard of now. You see, I mean, you still see that in MLB and uh, NFL, but... Uh... Aren't they like 10-year contracts? I know MOB has like 10-year contracts. Granted, it's a lot of money though. Like, was it 300 million over 10 years? That's a that's a that's a boatload of change. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh same with NFL for certain contracts, but yeah, not to the extent of MLB. Yeah. 
Okay, final question, number three. Okay, Anjali Randadive, that's the daughter of Vivek Randadive, uh-huh. who was, by the way, the assistant general manager of the Stockton Kings, lest you forget. Yes. Ha- has an iTunes single in 2004 called Nobody, featuring this famous rapper. Now, I'll give you four names. You pick the name that you think is the rapper, and you oh. only get one try. Gosh, okay. Okay, number uh, option A, Meek Mill. Option B, Tyga. Option C, Drake. Option D, Shaquille O'Neal. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I feel like I remember reading about this. I'm. I want to say, Tyga. Wow, good job. It is Tiger. It is Tiger. <laughs> I made sure to just put in some ran- a random name in there, like a Meek Mill, and then famous rappers like Drake. And well, yeah. Shaq's not a famous rapper, but he- he's famous. But yeah. yes, it is Tiger. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, for some reason, I think I remember reading about that when uh, she was announced as uh, assistant GM for Stockton Kings. And I was like, okay, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I did take the liberty of listening to some of her songs. They're like they're not bad by any means, but like it, she does. I, I like not to even sound mean or anything, but like I could get why her pop career didn't go off because the, she really did not stand out at all. Like it was a very, you know, generic style and honestly a bit of a generic voice. You couldn't really tell her apart from a lot of other other artists. Mm. But you know, ho- hopefully she finds some success being the G- being the assistant GM. But you know if you want to get into nepotism stuff that's kind of where you start it's it's not a great look that she got this Stockton King's job uh, but hopefully she puts in the work for it because she basically just basically came she basically went walked into that job from her pop star run so we'll see how it goes yeah if I remember correctly didn't she also like sing and perform for halftime shows for us she did i think yeah uh for the kings yes i forgot yeah, which yeah. song she performed but she did perform hmm. yeah i don't think we were there when or we i don't think we even saw it like when we were streaming either to be honest no like it's very shot well i don't think she's done it in a while the, the, like when the arena like first opened like was when she did it i see it's actually been a while so Okay, well, good job. You scored. I you scored five points. No, four points. Yeah, sorry, four points. So good, good on you. Uh, I'll get you something. I'll have to figure out what. But yeah, again, good job. Uh, I'll try to create a harder quiz next time because apparently this one was too easy. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe or maybe you create a quiz for me. <laughs> maybe maybe another Warriors quiz that wasn't as easy as it was. Well, your Warriors quiz, Kings quiz. I'm up for anything. So. Uh, okay, well, thank you for taking part in this quiz. It, it was very fun researching these. Um, a lot of work, but it is rewarding at the end. So hope you enjoyed it as much as I did uh, making it. Okay, let's uh, let, let's kind of turn the gears a little bit. Uh, we're going to just talk a little bit about wrestling. I was originally going to talk a little bit about Clash of the Castle, but you did not watch it. So I, much, yeah, I, not I, much I, to talk about, but yeah. Yeah, I just saw the results. Uh about it and other than that i mean some of them were i guess you could say kind of expected 
Uh, well, e e either way, like I'll say this: Sheamus and uh, Sheamus and Walter or Gunther, uh, amazing mm -hmm. match. One of my favorite matches of all time. Just mm -hmm. Walter is perfect at just he has a he has a style of match where he is the monster guy that beats the shit out of the babyface, and then you know the babyface you know stands up almost in, in defiance and he just clotheslines the shit out of that guy and basically just kills them and it's one of the greatest finishes ever he's done it like three times already but i i love that finish and then the and then the main event one of the one of the best near falls of all time the, the drew mcintyre spear into claymore on roman it like it was such a good near fall that i swear to god like i thought it was a three count and then solo sokoa debuted and pulled him out of the ring greatest one of the greatest uh near falls of all time mm. so those are my only notes those are what i really want to talk about at clash of the castle but let's shift gears to aew because that i i you have not been following aew have you <laughs> no definitely not well this is good well i'm glad because i want to get your genuine reaction out of this so uh at the show uh mjf returned after a long height after basically doing a work shoot where he called tony Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, a fucking mark and a great oh. promo. So he oh. came back. However, that is like one that is like that has been overtaken by another headline. So uh, CM Punk beat John Moxley for the title, okay. and after the title, he goes on a just a let's just say unprovoked rant on uh, Hangman Adam Page. You, you know who he is, right? Yeah. So he goes on a rant where he calls him essentially a fucking clown, a, fu a fucking piece. Basically, he just buries him, just calls him an idiot, a piece of shit, everything. And then he buries the Young Bucks. He buries the, the Kenny Omega. Well, he doesn't call them by name, but he does say EVPs, which I, I forgot what that stands for. But basically, it that that's the position that Kenny and the Young Bucks hold. They're basically like, they have like, they're, they're like a creator. They're like the... They run creative, but they're also wrestlers is basically what that is, right? Mm -hmm. So goes on this unfiltered rant, just burying these guys. So afterwards, after he steps off the press conference, he goes to his locker room. The Young Bucks, so this, so there are conflicting reports, but the gist of it is the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, CM Punk, or got into a fight with CM Punk and his trainer. Uh, a chair was thrown that gave Nick Jackson a black eye, one of the young bucks, and apparently a dog in the room bit Kenny Omega. What? And the next night, Tony Khan decides to strip all of them. So I just mentioned that um, uh, what's uh, CM Punk won the world title. He's been stripped. Jeez. And and also a pair, and also um the young bucks and kenny omega won the trios titles earlier in the night too they got stripped and mm. the word now well so this is what actually happened already kenny omega and the young bucks have been suspended and there's actually rumors going around that cm punk is done with the company okay jeez oh give me your give me give me your give me your immediate thoughts that's that's actually a lot this is all this is not kayfabe so there is a chance it is kayfabe okay but with the way it's being reported like sean bra sap is kind of the main guy i follow on this and he is very good at not you know he's very good with his reporting and 
this is like there are like a lot of signs that can point to it being what we call work, uh, you know, in kayfabe. But there's a lot of signs where he has been talking to a lot of people and he's getting he's getting the vibe that this is real. Mm, okay. Well, hmm, CM Punk retiring. It's only been like what a year? A year. A year. It's only been a year. I mean, power to him, I guess. But is this gonna be a retire, retire, or is he gonna move somewhere else? I think he's done after this. Like, uh, I, I here's the thing: it, I don't think it would be by choice because I don't think any any place is hiring him after this. Hmm, like, maybe Impact hires him, but WWE ain't taking him back. I don't think. And you know AEW, they're not taking him back. I don't think. Like he's been he's been disruptive these past few months. And let, let's not get it twisted. He has been a very good soldier for the better part of the year. It's only been like the last few months where things just weirdly blew up. So what started all this is a uh, Hangman Page during a during a promo against Punk brought up Cole Cabana. Did you know? Do you know who Cole Cabana is? Yeah. He brought up Cole Cabana and. Basically, it was unscripted. It was not on the script that he was going to talk about Cole Cabana. And it's like, if this is all real, Cole Cabana is a very, like, is a soft spot for, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a soft spot for um, CM Punk. And in that unfiltered promo that I, that I mentioned earlier, like he, he buried Cole Cabana there too. Like just call some talked about like him sharing a bank account with his mom, saying that they haven't been friends, and like basically he had to pay, basically like Cole Cabana essentially almost begged him for money. It is not pretty. It's a basically like this. The Cole Cabana is just one of those things that you like CM Punk does not want associated with him anymore, and that base apparently that promo kind of pissed off Hangman Page. And then, like a month later, for no reason, um, for no reason on TV, CM Punk like essentially kind of, kind of not buries Heyman Page, but basically just calls him a piece of shit on, like on television, without it being in the script. Which means that Hangman Page was never going to come out. Which kind of makes you know Hangman look like a chump, and it kind of started this entire like argue this started a lot of heat but backstage between the two parties and it's kind of just culminated in this now mm. <laughs> yeah that's a that's pretty yeah that's very interesting yeah gosh so no fires yet or no no, no one moving no firing yet but again um kenny omega uh young young bucks cm punk all stripped all were not on dynamite they were actually edited out of the like the opening oh Ooh, that, really? that's that's really swift work by those guys by the way that's actually um yeah but it, it's it's looking bad right now and I'll, I'll reserve the i'll reserve like a little bit of just anticipation that this could all be a work but right now it's not looking good and cm punk could very much be done like forever in wrestling yeah wait gee so kenny omega and the young bucks don't have any say in this i thought they were well, you know they got well they got suspended and they did get into the fight like mm. i think tony khan kind of did the right thing honestly by just suspending all of them essentially well he there's no announcement about them suspending punk yet but again he like they're they're literally talking about just releasing him 
Like, yeah. It's, it's gotten to that point. Oh, I see. So instead of suspending Punk, they're thinking about straight up, yeah, just letting him go. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably, to be honest, the best choice that they're going to have to make out, you know, what has, what, like, I guess what reputations he's tarnished. And like, I, I guess my thought is like, I the online community has kind of trash punk for this. And like, I, I'm more on like the Young Bucks and Kenny side. But like, I, I will say this, punk has punk has been like, you know, a very good soldier for the, for the better part of the year. And again, it's only been like these last month or so that he's, you know, been this big of a dick backstage. But for the most part, he's been a good soldier. He's been helping the young guys. But I, it just seems like Colcabana is a very soft spot for him. And it's one of those things that triggers him, for lack of a better word. And it just basically like the worst parts of punk kind of came out a bit, you know, a guy that's a bit surly, a bit of a dick, bit a bit of an egomaniac for sure. Like the, the, I guess it's just, you know, his, his ego overcame him and he be, and he started to, you know, uh, like show the worst parts of himself. And right now it's unfortunate because it's at a really like, it's at a, like AEW is at a bit of a crossroad because they literally just had him win the title and now they have to strip him like right now and possibly have to let, let him go. But like, don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, don't let these last few months tarnish like what he, the good that he has done, but he has done a damn good job at tarnishing his legacy for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you said, he's probably not going to be in any other promotions ever, <laughs> unless for some reason someone will invite him for like a. I don't, actually don't think anyone would invite him for anything anymore. Uh, there might be a promotion out there that's willing to offer him money. I, I think there will be, but it won't be anything like that's of note, like any, any of the big companies, but. Like uh, by the way, I'm not a punk fan. By the way, I've never really been a punk fan. I was kind of a fan of him in 2011, but mm-hmm. like when you know the pipe bomb that you know that launched him into being a star. But like even then, because I was still watching wrestling, so like his pipe bomb didn't resonate with me as much. But it was an exciting time, and that was really the only time I really liked him. And then like the, when he left, he became a myth. He became this legend that walked out on walked up walked out on wwe and he be, he basically just became this legend that was bigger than the actual like man himself and then he and then he basically just had more value to me if he if he just stayed out of wrestling because he would always be this guy that's you know the rebel like this basically the encapsulation of everything anti-wwe and then he went back to wwe backstage so like that kind of ruined it for me already and then he you know he came back and Everyone was like, oh, I can't wait to see him wrestle these guys, wrestle this guy. I'm like, I don't really care because I'm not really looking forward to him wrestling anyone because this new crop of wrestlers is just better than him for the most part, like in ring wise. And it's I just like wasn't looking forward to him coming back anyways. But like, you know, again, he's done good like this past year, but these last few months have been bad and Unfortunately, I think that's more or less how he's going to be remembered for a while. Yeah, which is too bad. Then again, I 
you know, I I don't follow AEW at all. So for better or for worse, I mean, doesn't really affect me, I guess. But I, I mean, yeah, I wonder how the actual true CM Punk fans think of this. I mean, there uh, there there are a lot of people turning on him. There were people actually even boo, I think, booing him at the show in Chicago, no less, too. Ooh, wow. Yeah, it's it's, it's not great. And that was before this fight stuff. So, like, it's, I, I don't know anymore. Um, he, again, t- like, it's a weird situation. I do hope things get straightened out because he is, he is legitimately their biggest star, like AEW's biggest star. It's actually hard to let him go. If Tony does this, that's actually a pretty big move. Um, but yeah, Tony needs to get, needs to just get his company back together and honestly book a little better because my God, these last few months have not been great overall in terms of story and just booking and it just seems like he's being overwhelmed i would just say get, get you know slow down get your shit together and just you know try to book the best show you can because right now they're like wwe is on the upswing while while aew is on a bit of a downswing people are making it out to be like oh this is the fall of aew i don't think so not even close mm-hmm. but this but it's it's just really bad timing because wwe is getting better with triple h at the helm while again AEW is slipping a little bit, kind of faltering, and it is is not a great look. Yeah, that'd be interesting. How I, I mean, I, I doubt WWE is going to capitalize on this anyway. So, well, I think they can. Triple H has been really good um, for the most part. For the most part, like especially comparatively to what Vince did. Again, they're not going to kill AEW because of this, but like yeah. there's some there's some upwards momentum. And I'll say this: if Triple H really wants to stick it to Tony, book, book the women's division really well. Because my God, I don't know what it what the fuck it is with Tony. Cannot he does not want to book women. It, it it really does come off as a bit sexist, honestly. Hmm. Yeah, so Triple H, book, you have a you have a pretty good women's roster. Use that and just. Stick it to stick it to Tony, and you'll win the internet that way. And then, like the the like the viewing audience, like that, the ones who watch through like TV, like they'll probably they'll probably be on board. But I think that's going to be the key to them absolutely crushing AEW if it were to ever happen. Book that book that women's division really well. Hmm. I see. Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting to see. And uh, we'll see how Tony Khan, uh, I guess, rebuilds all this too. Because what kind of storyline? Well, three letters, MJF. MJ MJF is amazing. Mm. If, you, if you ever do get a chance, just watch his promos. Just he I is mean. incredible. <laughs> and honestly, I was like, he cut a pretty good promo. I wish he, like, if there was to someone to address and just be able to make something out of this. It would have been MJF. Ooh, he, he definitely is gonna say some stuff. Oh uh, well, there. it already happened. He didn't. So, oh. like it was just he he would have been the guy. But I want to see I want to see where this goes. But MJF, like he just came back and at the perfect time. Granted, because of this fight locker room fight fiasco, he he kind of fell into the back seat a little bit. But MJF can rise out of the ashes. He is that good. Hmm. Yeah, what kind of storyline did CM Punk come out from? Just the uh, the same one that he's been doing with uh, John Moxley. 
it was a it was a weird one um so basically he so after winning the title from Hangman Page he got injured so they did a weird interim title which is not the actual title you're just holding it while the champion is uh recovering it's like it's what is what they do in UFC and I, uh, so they had the title unification match to on Dynamite two weeks before the pay-per-view and John Moxley literally beat CM Punk in two minutes and then okay. <laughs> and then two weeks later CM Punk beats him and beats him in pay-per-view really stupid story the story was was like punk was trying to tell a story where he is healthy like physically but his he, he's he's getting into his head like he doesn't have the confidence anymore and sure that's a pretty decent story i just wasn't a fan of punk and i just didn't like that story but yeah it was a pretty shit story kind of i thought going into the pay-per-view and now it's just snowballed into an entire clusterfuck giant shitstorm or whatever you want to call it mm, i see well yeah i guess we'll see i'm actually scrolling down through the roster of aw they, they got a lot of people <laughs> not gonna lie they have that's what i was even saying before triple h took over was that wwe releasing these guys does not mean you have to aew has to sign them they have too many fucking guys and honestly don't have enough time to feature them all. You know? Yeah, geez, they they definitely need multiple shows. They only have like what two shows a week now? Yeah, two shows a week, but there's also like two other internet shows that not a lot of people watch. But at the same time, like they don't even I don't think they use their TV time all that well. Again, they don't they do not like featuring women, and I believe it is very much a Tony Khan decision. That's, I think, where they could actually, like, really improve their, they could really improve their just product overall, but he just refuses to do it. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, singles where they only matched, like, maybe six times this year so far, especially, what, Sean Spears, he just came, what, what last year, too, or two years ago? Oh, he's, he was there when it first started, but, like, he's an oh. undercarder now like oh. and also like there was a flood of wwe guys that were getting more tv time and like they were kind of pushing their original guys like down down the card a little bit and it's uh it, it was it was getting a little annoying like again the cm punk stuff where he kind of just went straight to the main event i did not really like that i mean and it took a while i just didn't like i really didn't like it when he won the title i get it he's the biggest star but like it i, I did not like it just because he's not he, I just think didn't think he should have won the title. I get it, money. He's the biggest draw, whatever. I just think you should have done it with one of your guys, like mm -hmm. your guys, as opposed to you know, just putting it on the biggest draw and just kind of, you know, put again brushing your your um, homegrown originals to the side that way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll see how this all turns out. A great, crazy week in wrestling. So, yeah, ultimately, I don't think this will bury uh, um, AEW. They have a big roster. They have a lot of talent. They can recover. But this is this is a bad time for AEW. But I do think they'll get over it. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Anything else you want to quickly talk about? Mm, not that I know of. Still weighing on those news. 
uh, kickoff actually, you know, started for NFL, which is nice. I haven't kept up in uh, baseball or playoff, whatever stuff for that. And I guess, do you want to talk about the queen? Uh, RIP. That's all I got. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Well, uh, give it, thank you guys for listening. Sorry for en- ending on that down. No, I didn't think we were going to talk about the queen of all people. But yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this one. And I'm trying to think of an outro to uh, bring you guys back, but I can't think of one right now. So <laughs> sorry to close out this week. And yes, this week, this probably only be the only episode. Uh, the season is about to start soon. We'll be getting back to probably more episodes uh, during the week. Uh, after that but as it stands now uh thank you guys for listening to this week's episode uh we'll catch you guys back on the next one yeah we'll see you guys later